in three, two, one, live. Welcome back, nerds, nerd out podcasting, where we talk about a random stuff, nerd related, of course. And uh be joined today, obviously, by my co-host here, Jay Hawk, and uh, I'm Meeker. Jay, uh, I know the last time we, we kind of left off, we were talking about our, our backgrounds. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about the games we currently play, maybe move into like uh, games we're looking forward to in the future. So games right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games like right now that we're playing. Um... Currently, I was just kind of messing around on uh, War Thunder uh, because, you know, I delve in other nerd activities like painting miniature models. I was working on some uh, World War II models. So I really wanted that inspiration or kind of that drive to do it. And what better way to do it than play a game, you know, that's predominantly placed in World War II. And it's kind of why I was playing that. It wasn't something, you know, I was going to delve hours and hours and hours into, even though, you know, put about 10 hours into it so far um i mean it's it's free on steam right now right yeah it's free definitely free uh it does it does kind of have like a freemium model but i mean the game itself is still fun to play but you could definitely tell when you shoot the same tank like a million times that guy's not going down because he dropped 100 bucks what do you mean by freemium is it like pay to pay to win yeah, there's like kind of a premium. You you can buy basically XP points for your crew. So, you know, you could have you could be facing like a level 5 dude that has a fully upgraded crew and I mean, is that fair? No, but you play enough different people to where the game really relies off a of skill a lot, too. Right. I, I mean, any type of shooter type game. I mean, I'm classifying as a shoot as a shooter yeah. purely because I mean you're shooting out of a tank. It's still a shooter. Yeah, I mean the game is the same as World of Tanks, and I think it does one better than World of Tanks because you also have planes, which is where the game started from. War Thunder started out as strictly planes, and then they moved into tanks. And soon, I think you can buy access to naval ships right now, but soon they're going to actually be implementing naval ships into the game. One of the concepts about this game that's so, I think, fun is you could be in a match, you could be having the battle on the ground as the tanks, or you can spawn in as a plane and have, like, air battles or, you know, even drop bombs on tanks and try to assist your team in capturing a point or whatever your objective is. So it's kind of fun to play, but it's, I, don't, I don't think it's a game for me to invest hundreds of hours into. Right, right. It's just more of a inspirational slash kind of fun sometimes. Yeah, it's 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 my break game. It's my off season. <laughs> I That's guess cool. my uh, my current break game is going back into the two thousands and playing Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic that I just modded out. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I remember you, you were playing it on the Xbox, and I was like, why are you playing it on the Xbox, man? You can mod it if you play it on the computer, because I know you own it on the computer. Yeah, I was like, wait, you can mod it on the <laughs> yeah. computer? Now, granted, really? that was before there was um, implemented mod support, KOTOR 1. So you're not yeah, going to yeah, find that's, as that's many mods. I no, I was yeah. like, wait, you can mod it? There's no mod support on Steam for it. No, oh, I don't even think KOTOR 2 does, but Nexus Mod Community is what I use for all of my games. That's actually game what I used specifically to get all of the mods that I have yeah. for KOTOR. And uh, the Nexus mod community, you know, they're really pumping out, like, uh, 
their mod installer, their mod manager, that thing is really intense. And it searches for all the games that you own and everything like that. And by the way, this isn't ad placement whatsoever. I just really, really love Nexus Mod Community. Because I'm a bit, I used to be a big Skyrim gamer. My dad currently still plays Skyrim and Fallout 4 pretty regularly. So I'm always in there helping him mod it. And, uh, well, thanks for telling me about it now. Dude, you never, you don't play those games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like, if it's such a huge community, I was like, uh, I think I'm going to want to mod some games that I, that I like older games that I want to play. And you're just like, well, that's cool. That's it. No, nothing else. Just that's cool. No, but I mean, yeah, definitely use Nexus Mod uh, site and try to see if it has Nexus Mod Manager support. Because I think that thing is like a pretty automated system that you can do yeah, where it installs I have no it for idea you. What you're talking about the uh, the only mod like installer, at least for Kotor, because I was only specifically looking for Kotor, was some like TSL installer thing that installs the mods for you. Now, I haven't modded KOTOR myself, but uh, it's definitely something we can get after together after the episode and talk about. You know, we're bound to be talking yeah. anyway, so... Yeah, <clears throat> obviously. But uh, other than that, I'm pretty much playing that and uh, Rainbow Six Siege a lot. I've been watching, like, the pro leagues. It makes me really want to play and get better and stuff. I don't know. Uh, it's yeah. kind of moving away. Like I said, I moved away from the FPSs. <laughs> But like that, that one's like my guilty pleasure, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I like Rainbow Six Siege. I really do. But it's not a game, you know, I don't like playing those overly competitive games every single day. Right? And I was, you know, rising in skill on Rainbow Six Siege. And I was getting, you know, decently good at the game. But I am I think, you know, I did that with League of Legends. And then I just grew to hate that game so much. And I don't want to do that with another game that I've obviously invested money into. And I do enjoy when I do play it. So I love my MMOs. And uh, there's some games out there on the horizon that I'm really waiting for. And right now it's just find a game that I can play until then. Well, I mean, that's a perfect segue. So, like, what what are some of the games you're, like, looking forward to the most, I guess? The most? Definitely Bless Online, for sure. Bless Online? Yeah, I know we talked about it. <laughs> a yeah. decent amount is uh, kind of an understatement. Um, it's supposed to come out, like, quote-unquote, next next month. Yeah, early know. access on early Steam access next month, next yeah. Month. yeah. But there's not a specific day that I've seen so far, and I just looked through the forums uh, about 20 minutes ago. So, no, not that I've seen, but May, you know, is right here, and if they could do it at the beginning of the month, man, I'm in. I'm in, you know, well, put every know other that... game on the back burner. Yeah, I do know that the... Bless Online is looking for emissaries, basically, to, like, be community leaders or content creators and stuff. And uh, basically, if you do that, they're picking their new wave, quote-unquote, of emissaries next month to be able to get into the early access, which is kind of exciting. So, I mean, I know we both applied to it, so if we can get in, that would be amazing. We get all the con the the newer content like before everybody else stuff like that and be able to create some content or really at least talk about it here on the podcast would be cool yeah i mean that would be cool if we could you know totally dedicate a segment to it and just kind of keep up to date because one game community that was really involved in i really loved was eve online 
I know I've talked to you about Eve Online before. Yeah, and how I, that I, game's I, just a like, whole different level of game. Yeah, for sure. I like downloaded the game, tried to play the tutorial, got through it, I think, and then was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you don't beat the tutorial. Like, there is like twelve hours of tutorial. <laughs> See, shows what I fucking know. <laughs> because you'll just <laughs> no, research the next class of ships, and it'll be like, come over here and do the tutorial for it. Do the mission. And you're like, um, am I still doing the tutorial or is this just missions? And the game is so, so intertwined with the community. It's ridiculous. And I oh, really I want I there to be another I game that say, does that. I want to say um, maybe like a couple months ago, I saw a video that was posted about basically two of the corporations, which is like almost like guilds in an MMO, um, two of the biggest corporations had like an all-out war whereas basically they spent somewhere upwards of like a hundred thousand dollars like real money collectively well it, it, it's it. not real money it's just you can buy money in the game with plex you can either trade that in for a month of play time or you can get like it depends on you know what the market is but like let's say one million isk international standard credits i think is what it stands for and um you know i might be wrong on the acronym <clears throat> but it allows you to attribute real real money's value to the in-game credits same way like uh world of warcraft gold is worth more than like venezuela's currency currently that's crazy yeah, and the same thing, you know, is for EVE Online. So when you hear about someone that lost a, you know, $12,000 ship US, you're like, wow, did he actually spend $12,000 to get that? No, that's just what the currency is worth in game if you wanted to buy it all out. Are you going to do that? No. Do people do that? Possibly, but I'm not dropping $12,000 on an in-game item. Yeah, and I, I, well... With with that in mind, I guess what they what they meant is that like collectively, yeah, collectively, each corporation yeah. basically spent about a hundred thousand dollars worth of um, investment into this gigantic war between the two corporations, yeah. and that's just insane to me. I mean, I've been part of you know the Eve community. I I was in it for you know two or three years. And I had three different spurts of personality, I guess, for this game. I started off being a pirate, right? So I joined people's corporations, try to earn their trust, and then steal all their shit. Did that always work? No. Did I get a couple good ones? Yes. Did I feel guilty after that? Kind of. Yeah. So then I became a miner. Literally the know? opposite. Did you, though? Steal stuff from people? Yeah. No. Feel bad about it. No, not really. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> it's part of the game. It's part of the game. All you got to do is do your due diligence, figure out who this person is. Uh, you you have the ability to do that. You can look up. There's Everyone has like a certain unique profile indicator. And they can look you up online on the EVE website and see all the corporations you've been in. You know, what your, um, your not ranking, but um, your like faction overview or something like that, that you could see like how well I know this faction or um, 
where I am kind of on their totem pole. Do they hate me? Do they like me? I can't think of what I'm looking for right now. Uh, the word I'm looking for, but I wouldn't help you, but I'm not familiar enough with. <laughs> yeah, so they could literally look up your whole Eve Online history for that account. The second time I played, I just played as a miner. You know, I did it by myself, me and my brother, and then we finally got in a guild and we did some like mining cruise. But that game, you know, when I did that, it was just kind of sit back, relax, you know, just watch money inflow. You know, that's all it was. Go out, get more uh, materials, bring it back, throw them on a transport ship, you know, um, ship yourself across so much of the galaxy, you know, like a four-hour in-game trip, sell it for, you know, 25% more than the market value from where you, you got it from. That's the whole point of the game, is getting money, I think. Yeah, it's even line is just a crazy yeah, concept. It and has mind is just so massive; it's ridiculous. It has an in-game stock market. Oh like, yeah, for sure. That, that I would I would venture as far as to say it rivals like real-world stock markets. Yeah, I mean, it has a lot of that in it. You know, I think they hired some actual economists to work on the game i think i read yeah, that somewhere I'm before i'm pretty sure yeah i believe you've shared that with me before yeah like, i think i showed you the link and everything life like, that was like years financial ago financial advisors basically helped form the stock market but i mean am i asking for that indefiniteness and bless no definitely I hope not because that that's a whole <laughs> no. new level but I want I want something deep. I want something deep, inspiring that wants me to you know keeps me coming back to the game. Black Desert Online did great with things called life experience skills. You know you could go out and fish and level that up. You could transport. You could train horses. You could you know do all these different activities, cooking, tailoring. You know and like you could see where people rank on the leaderboard. So say you like don't want to go out and slay monsters or do a dungeon today. You know. And just kind of sit back, relax, and cook. Level that skill up. Or you could be like you, fish in BDO, Black Desert Online, and then turn your, uh, like, basically log out so AFK fish for, what was it, like, <clears throat> well, four months? The game, Black Desert Online wants you to AFK and play the game. That's how they well, like. It's because the the reason they want you to quote unquote AFK is because they can influence their numbers. Well, not just that, but on top of that, it's they added the system, and the system to level up life skills or to level up anything really takes time, and then they know that there's not there's there's hardly anyone that can devote the true amount of time that it takes to develop something like a life skill. To the point to where it's maybe quote unquote maxed or whatever. I'm I'm not sure if you can max them, but I mean to the to the point to where it's basically the game uses so soft high. caps. Yeah, well, it to basically to where it's so high that it's like it, it's it's one of the best, right? So to take that time, they know no one can really devote that amount of time. So what they do is they add the AFK portion to where like yeah, if you log out doing that your character will continue doing that on the server that way it kind of supplements the time that you have off or that you don't have to be able to play the game and still feel like you're progressing throughout the game which i think is a good idea 
Yeah, I, is that is that just your own speculation, or did you actually read that somewhere? No, no, no. That's just me. That's that's my my take on why. They I mean, it sounds that. legit. That's why. <laughs> yeah. No. no I, mean, I mean, that it, I never thought of it like that. Sense. So, because I always thought yeah, they just wanted to influence their online numbers. But yeah, I, I mean, mean, I'm sure that's the background of it. But if you were to think about it as a gaming standard, that that explanation that I just gave makes the most sense to be able to give a sense of progression in a very grindy based game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, you got a, you got a game that you're looking forward to. I know you're also looking forward to bless online, but you got another one. Well, yeah, we're both, but, uh, I have, so <laughs> it's funny. So like I said, uh, in our previous podcast, like I have an Xbox that I play every once in a while, but I mainly stick PC. But unfortunately, there's a couple of games that I'm looking forward to that are PS4 exclusives that I cannot play. Uh, one one such example would be The Last of Us Two Part Two, and so I loved The Last of Us so much that I actually watched PewDiePie play it on YouTube. I know, flame me now. It's I I should. I've gotten all of the uh, the hate out of me already, just because PewDiePie is like so hard to watch that guy play anything. But I uh, I watched him play The Last of Us all the way through, and it was it was because it was that good of a game. Like hands down, without even playing it, was just an amazing game. And so because of that, I'm looking forward to watching someone else play The Last of Us two all the way through, and it's going to be amazing. I'm just so excited. I know it comes out on, uh, it's supposed to be like late 2018, early 2019, something like that. It's one of the releases, I think. I mean, I, I don't follow uh, PlayStation, sadly. If I had a PlayStation, it definitely would be in it. For, for me, it's... If PC I had a PlayStation, it would be number one game to, to get, like, looking forward to. I mean, number yeah. two, have you heard of Detroit Become Human? I have heard of it. I can't recall a lot of information um, off the top of say, my head, but it I looked say interesting. I saw it at E3, the E3 last year, when it was basically, there was the, um, it was like the Android negotiator was on the roof with like another Android that basically wanted to kill a real life like child. And he basically, it, it was kind of like um, LA Noir to where if you went straight up and tried to, to talk to him or whatever, there were many different outcomes based on your conversation, but a lot of them would be, oh, you failed to save the child because you didn't have enough information. To whereas if you looked around the room, gathered more information, stuff like that, then you had more to kind of go about. And either you could like find a gun, you you killed the android and saved the child, or the child fell. There's just so many different like basically outcomes to the same exact thing based on what you did prior to that and based on that alone i was like i i, I want this game so bad and then i found out later when they released a different a completely different trailer that it's it's not just you're an android crisis negotiator like you're an android um playing through many different androids and kind of almost trying to become human it's it's weird i don't i don't know I, i'm not sure i know the exact background of the game but it, it looks amazing i know it comes out on the 25th of may too so i'm looking forward to seeing that really really excited 
I love those games that have like a really good cinematic experience, and it seems like PlayStation Sony is on a whole different level. Um, they are. It's like crazy, it's, and I love the games that have replayability. And this one, right off the bat, just from the initial trailer, like teaser, basically, they showed like at least six different outcomes for one event. So the replayability is like insane. I think one game I really always wanted to play that was on PlayStation, never got the chance to, and I would still want to play this game, is Heavy Rain. I was just going to say something about Heavy Rain, because yeah, this game you, reminds me of Heavy yeah, Rain so much. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, what you're talking about reminds me of Heavy Rain, and I've always yeah. wanted to play that. There's a couple different games that are you know, very cinematic, and your choices matter, and there's a lot of different outcomes. And I love games like that. That's what always drove me to like, you know, Fallout. Uh, Fallout New Vegas had the best like amount of in-game uh, sequences that you could see, depending on your karma level and all that, you know, other stuff. And right, it's your replay factor, basically. Yeah, and I like games that you know your choices matter. I love games with choices. That's why I've always loved Bioware. You know, before the whole Andromeda thing, because i know we both really wanted to play that game saw it and played it and was like what is this what, garbage? what is this just dude are you sure they are, are you sure they made this game i was like are you sure some like they didn't pay somebody else to make this game what <laughs> i mean mass effect one looked better mass effect two definitely looked better i thought i was like what okay we got some good lighting effects maybe some good emb injections mass effect I mean, two to, looks better than be this fair, game to be fair, after the game released, a while afterwards, they did come in and quote-unquote fix the whole, like, I'm going to look through your soul type of face animations that they had going on. But on top of that, just the the, the gameplay in and of itself was, was subpar for a Mass Effect. The game was boring. It was. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It was subpar. For a Mass Effect game to where Title One was an insane instant hit, Title two had a lot of mixed reviews. Title three had a, even more mixed reviews. But as far as the mechanics and the gameplay of the game, it was fun to play. Whoa, whoa, but whoa. Mass Effect 2 had mixed reviews. That was my favorite did, one yes. in the series. It was a lot of people's favorites, um, but a lot of people that didn't like Mass Effect 2 was for the same reason that uh, people didn't like or that liked um, Dragon Age 1 versus Dragon Age 2. Because it was more railroady in Mass Effect uh, yeah, than it was guess. in Mass yeah. Effect One, so that that dichotomy was really like the big switch for people. It wasn't that big of a deal because it wasn't super railroady as Mass Effect Three clearly was. I loved Mass Effect Three. Mass Effect Three was my favorite one. I played it so many times, but I understand where people are coming from when they're like, "Oh uh, no, this is no longer an RPG. This is a." This is a railroaded story game, linear-based design, where I basically have RPG aspects to it. I'm like, oh, that's fair. That's, <laughs> that's fair. But uh, getting way, way off track. But Sort of. <laughs> I, I know another game. I wouldn't really say it's a you know new game, but expansion. Do you know what I'm about to say here that I'm looking forward to? End of uh, the year? Yes, 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 yes. Battle for Before. Azeroth. I've yeah. always loved World of Warcraft. I'm going to come back and play every expansion. You know, I'm a I'm a fanboy. I don't care. Does this will if it sucks, will I play it? Yes. Did I play Draenor? Yes. Did it suck? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as good. 
So I'm really hoping Battle for Azeroth takes a completely different turn because that cinematic gave me goosebumps. And I challenge you nerds out there to go watch that cinematic regardless of you if you like World of Warcraft. And, you know, just feel the emotion that that video gives off. Good luck, bro. Good luck. Because, uh, just, just, wow. Like, wow. That, that specific, like, cinematic is just iconic. I, I legitimately, I don't think anyone's going to beat that in, like, five, six years. I don't know. There's... As far as how good it was, I don't, I don't think so. I talked about it on the last episode, but a trailer that really, really got me excited, Skull and Bones. Yeah. Dude, that trailer yeah. was a masterpiece. The the music flowed perfectly, and then the end? Yep, we talked about it last to time, be, but yeah. To, yeah. To be fair, though, we're heavily biased on pirate games. It's so. True. Yeah. I'm always going to love... I mean, I was like, dude, Sea of Thieves is going to be the next big thing. <laughs> Give him out. Excited. Yeah, I mean, it, it's okay. It's fun to play. We we found that out. We were like, oh, for sure, it's fun. I didn't think, to be fair, I didn't think I would be. I didn't think I would have as much fun as you I actually did. On yeah, the you weren't excited to come play it, but after you played it, you were like, "Yo, are we playing this again?" So exactly. And I think the only other game that's left on my list would be Red Dead Redemption Two. And if that game isn't on your list, there's something wrong with you. That that would be me. And then the only reason, the only reason is because Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're about um, to end this we're about to end played. this episode. <laughs> we're about to end this French apparently, but no. Um the only reason it's not on my list is because I never played Red Dead Redemption One. And you know me personally, I have this weird thing. We you guys don't like open world games. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to kill our podcast right now. Watch this. I don't like open world I don't like having too many choices. Now, I I know this is gonna sound crazy. Hypocrite. Like, yeah, I know it's stupid, but Skyrim, perfect example. I don't like Skyrim because Skyrim is like, oh, you want to go do this all the way across the world? Go ahead. To me, I'm like, I want to follow a story towards like, hey, you should be going here. Yeah, you can go do that over there if you if you kind of want, but come back over here when you're done with that, so we can continue this story. That's the type of game. So I, I actually enjoy the railroadiness a little bit. I think that's why I like Mass Effect 3 more than, say, 2. Because it was more railroaded. And I felt more connected to the story than it was the universe, if that makes sense. Says the guy that also participates in one of my other nerd activities that complains to me after I run a session of Dungeons & Dragons. And says your session was too railroaded this time. Well, there's a. I told you I'm weird. There's a Dude, fine line. Dungeons there's and Dragons is literally line. the open as open world as you can get. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, there's a fine line for me. In well, I think the difference and open, like being able to do what you want. Yeah the the definite difference between the two is one's a video game and one's a role playing game. So I think yeah. it's a difference because one, when I play, one's... no, go ahead. I want I want to I want to say the the main difference for me is in those types of games I can never truly step into the shoes of the character I'm playing. You know what I mean? Yes, I'm in the universe that the game is put in, but I never feel connected enough to the story to want to 
pursue the story or to want to really do anything because I don't feel like I've stepped into the shoes of that character. Whereas in railroaded games, you obviously to, to be a good game, you have to, you have to put that the, the gamer into the shoes of the character you're trying to portray their story. And I, I never feel that way with those types of games because it's too open. Whereas in D and D, um, in Dungeons and Dragons as a role-playing game, immediately you are the character. Every choice you make is your choice. So I think that's probably why the difference, because I like the openness of D&D because I'm already connected to that character. True, yeah. I get, you know, I guess that makes sense. Way to make me feel like the jerk. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, other than that, man, I mean, there's not a lot of games that are on my radar. Anthem used to be on I know your radar. You're forgetting about. Oh. Please March indulge me. 22nd, 2018, State of Decay 2 comes out. Oh, yes! Dude, I was a big fan of State of Decay 1. State of Decay is Grand Theft Auto with zombies. That game is great. I loved I playing the first one. I, I want to say it's Grand Theft Auto and what Left 4 Dead should be. <laughs> what it should be? That game came out like 10 years ago. Do you realize that? What it would be today, I think you mean. I'm I'm more meant not the game, but like if you were to create it into a game, excluding the the Left 4 Dead legitimate game that came out, excluding that, if you were to take that into a universe, I think that's what the game should be. Oh yeah, I mean the reason why I think State of Decay Two is going to be so good. I really like online games. Now understand that should every game be an MMO? No, but should it have co-op support? I think so. There, I want to play games with my friends. That's the type of gamer I am. I want to play my favorite games with my favorite friends. And oh my gosh, I've been talking about the wrong thing. Not Left 4 Dead. Walking Dead. That's what I meant. I mean, yeah, but I mean, Left 4 Dead kind of works too. Sort of. You can make that argument. But I mean, yeah, dude. State of the K is there's no other game that I know of where you could just drive down the street peel out and hit a zombie with your door and watch them explode. It's definitely not a game for kids. Have you, have you seen the, uh, the like teaser? Oh yeah. The new overkills the walking dead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Yeah. If you haven't, you need to look this up because we'll, we'll look it up after, but bro, that is exactly what I'm looking for in a zombie, like Walking Dead type game. It's like the it says it's supposed to come out fall 2018. I could see it getting pushed back. Uh, if it does get pushed back, I would be okay with it because purely off of the teaser, I'm like, yeah, you guys. If you guys need time, take your time. Take your time with the games. I'm perfectly fine to wait because this game looks insane. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think that's a good spot to end. We've hit our 31-minute mark. So, yeah, I mean, those are the games that we both, myself and Mike, are looking forward to. Um, again, I know my game list was Skull and Bones Bless Online, the expansion for World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth, and Red Dead Redemption 2. If you guys haven't heard about those games, definitely go look them up. Um, Google is your friend. <laughs> Google is your friend. If not, you know, they might be up on our website. I am unsure at this time. I'll have to uh, see after this podcast. But 
yeah, those. Did you have any other games that you were looking forward to other than uh, State of Decay 2 that weren't on my list? Um, the only other one that I'm kind of like eh, about is uh, Anthem. It's supposed to come out in 2019, got pushed back. I'm kind of ant about it. We talked about it before because oh know, yeah, I've lost hope. Yeah, I I, I want to keep hope in it. I want to see if it's good, but uh, I'm basically just looking forward to seeing what they're gonna do with it, and that's about it for me. You know, like it looks good, but they really haven't shown anything minus that one teaser trailer that they came out with last E3. So hopefully this E3 they show us something new, and hopefully we can go from there. Oh, yeah, definitely looking forward to the next E3. But, all right, I think that's going to end it for us. Um, nerds, all of you out there that listened in, remember to like, you know, rate us. Give us a rating, what your honest thoughts are. Let us, what you Let us know what you liked, what you disliked, and where you would like to see us move forward in the future. Other than that, this has been Nerd Out Podcasting. Thank you for listening in, and y'all have a great day.